Good morning. And welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Dawson Taylor. I serve as your senior minister. And the worst noise in the world on a Sunday morning when you're a pastor is you wake up and you hear rain, just so you know. So I'm really glad to see you here and am blessed by your presence. We want to welcome those who are joining us via live stream and Facebook Live. Perhaps the smarter people among us who stayed home, perhaps, or are away right now. And uh, those who have gathered uh, this morning at Bentley Village. We are honored by your presence as well. And those who will download our audio podcast later this week, no matter how it is that you're worshiping with us, we are blessed by your presence this morning. And uh, we are especially fortunate uh, this morning because um, I promised her really great weather, and she came anyway. Um, and that is the Reverend Krista Betts, who is Director of Ministerial Assistance of the Pension Boards, who is a dear friend and colleague who is uh, lives in New York City where the pension boards are headquartered and uh, came yesterday uh, flew down last night to be with us this morning and um, I always joke with her like oh come get some sunshine and and great weather at least you're leaving the bad weather of New York and well you know Sorry, Krista, we'll do better next year. But do you mind coming up? And um, we want to talk about an important offering that um, we receive each year. And um, we're pretty proud around here about uh, being the lead church in, in that offering. But I, I think we've kind of lost count, right, of how many years we've been leading this offering? I know it's over 10. Somewhere between 10 and 15. So yeah. we'll go it's with amazing. 15. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, yeah, we'll just go. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, we'll just go yeah. with the different number. Yeah. But so the number one giving church to uh, 5, the Christmas. churches. Yeah, right. uh, to the Christmas fund offering. Um, we were visiting this week in uh, one of our staff team meetings and talking about this offering. And one of the staff was asking, you know, how does one become eligible uh, for this offering? And um, don't they pay ministers enough was her question and looking directly at me. And so, um, you know, what, what, how would we respond to someone like that? Because I'm sure you get questions like that. Yeah, I think the first thing to recognize is and to say is um, how blessed and unique this congregation is. I'm not sure you all are aware, but um, uh, about half of our UCC churches have less than 50 people in worship on a Sunday morning. And uh, that means that their ministry is vibrant and important and helpful, but their budget, maybe not so much, right? And so those folks um, tend to um, have to find other ways to, um, to make ends meet. Um, and even the churches that can afford a full-time pastor, it's usually not, you know, uh, equivalent to other professional uh, positions. So there's some struggle there sure. traditionally. Yeah. The folks in this congregation, the pastors in this congregation probably will never be a recipient of Christmas fund, but maybe some pastors that you know from back home or other congregations that you've been a part of um, need this assistance. You know, like I said uh, earlier that when I arrived in this church, uh, I was 35 and this is the first church that paid me uh, a a pension benefit. And so, you know, I still feel like I'm making up for some lost time. So there, I mean, there are unique circumstances in every church uh, that sometimes complicate those things. So you will find in the, uh, in your pew backs, there is a 
purple envelope that talks about the Christmas fund. Some of you may know this offering as Veterans of the Cross. Um, and so uh, we were, uh, Chris and I at dinner last night were laughing that it's the Christmas fund for the Veterans of the Cross and the Emergency Fund. Like, let's just throw all the titles together uh, into mm-hmm. one. But Krista, I'm really proud to uh, share with you that first I want to brag a little bit on this congregation and to tell you that at the end of November, uh, we were doing some reporting that this congregation so far this year has given $529,000 away to mission. Um, and that's just, uh, that's just a sign of how generous the, this amazing congregation is. So I just want to brag on, on them as their pastor. And then the second thing is to tell you, because we've had a strong year year in the generosity of the congregation that the church council voted on Tuesday night at the recommendation of our trustees that today's offering will go directly to this fund. And so uh, while we have the envelopes available and you're certainly welcome to use them, you can also know that any um, non-designated gift that you give to uh, in the offering plate will go to this fund because it's so important that we want to support it. And we want to stay number one. So, um, you know, well, that's... And not only have you been number one, but you've also just about increased your giving every year as well. And that's just tremendous. Yeah, yeah well yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah I got you there. <laughs> um, and then, you know, lastly, I saw you posted on Facebook yesterday that you were headed down here. And, and I responded, you know, looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, but I thought it was yeah. really neat. There was a pastor mm-hmm. who posted something special. And I thought it was really uh, neat. Do you mind sharing that as we conclude? Yeah, um, like the first poster almost immediately was Pastor Jeannie. Pastor Jeannie serves Ebenezer United Church of Christ in Levesey, Missouri. And her response was, um, thank you from a recipient from 2019. So uh, Pastor Jeannie serves this congregation where there was a big flood in Levesey, Missouri. In the last year, there was two feet of water in the congregation, in the parsonage, in the whole town. And um, the Christmas fund was able to come in and give her a gift to kind of help her get back on her feet a little bit. We know insurance is there, but insurance never covers everything, and insurance also is not very fast. And so when you also think about what a pastor has to do, not just in terms of their own life and their place of business, but then also provide care for this whole community that's suffering a significant trauma, it's just really a way for us as the church to be the church to her and um, she was just very grateful for that and she did it publicly so I feel like I can share her story directly today as well so yeah so it really makes a tangible difference um, and that's such a gift to be able to be a part of that so thank you for being with us thank you for sharing that and thank you for what you do year-round to help other pastors know that presence and we're uh, honored to partner with you in that thank you very much And indeed, as an intergenerational and mission-driven congregation, let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship this morning. So what is it that leads two young people to find each other attractive and to fall in love, and to make that decision to spend a lifetime together. I know of one situation in which there were two adults, both from post-war broken families, who had a desire to serve people through a medical vocation, 
and they found a commonality in each other. And so there they were, about 28 years old, just married, having survived, on one hand, nursing school, and on the other hand, medical residency. And they were talking about moving from Chicago to Southern California. And aside from the, naive, uh, the excitement of the adventure that lay before them, there can be no doubt that there must have been considerable anxiety about this move across country, about making a new home, about building a medical practice from the ground up. I mean, what else can a couple do to make the next 25 years exciting? I know, they said, let's adopt five orphans. <laughs> well, I am pretty sure that such a decision involves a measure of insanity that was doubtless brought on by the frigid weather in Chicago. That's as good an explanation as any. But another possibility is that in discovering that they could not have their own natural children, this couple decided to make room for love. The dividing line between insanity and love can be thin. You know that to be true, don't you? Insanity can be seen as a mental disconnect with reality, or it can be seen as a radical connection with reality that no one else wants to deal with. Love can be seen as a mixture of sloppy and sappy emotion, or it can be seen as a mixture of courage and self-sacrifice. I know that my parents had no idea what they were signing up for when they adopted five of us. Because each one of us brought a unique and challenging heritage of DNA into the family equation. And no one could predict how it would all turn out. So when one makes a decision to take a risk, despite the unknown consequences, because love wouldn't be complete without that courage and sacrifice. Well, that is what we call faith. The Apostle Paul says that for a Christian, three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And faith is that decision to act regardless of the unknown, Hope is that inner trust that God is ultimately in control no matter what happens. And love is that combustion engine that enables one to keep going day after day with faith and hope. Now, there's someone else in this room this morning who has been gifted with adoption. Now, listen closely to these words written by the Apostle Paul to see if you can guess who it is. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive the spirit of a bondage to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. So, who is it besides me in this room who has been adopted? Every hand in this room should be up. 
stepping out in faith to adopt five children could be a fearful thing. But if one is led by the Spirit of God, then it is not fear that prevails, but love and power and sanity. And from a human perspective, there's no adequate expression of gratitude for someone who is adopted than to be able to cry out, Hey, Mom, Dad. Right? Just so, there's no adequate expression of gratitude for someone who has been embraced and accepted and adopted by God in Christ to be able to cry out, Ima, Abba. That is what we can remember as Christmas draws near. That in the giving of Christ to the world, God made room for each of us in love.